Hi, my name is Joshua Lingle, and I'm the president of I-Squared Ministries. And in this session, I want to talk to you about completing the Great Commission amongst Muslims, a, a strategy in I-Squared Ministries' method for doing so. No person, organization, denomination, or national church in any single nation today is sufficient to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. We are necessarily and incredibly interdependent upon each other. God's method of reaching the world is the global church. So none of us can complete the mission independently. There is a, a kingdom, there's one king who commissions ambassadors into the world to bless the nations and to ensure that a self-propagating witness happens and takes place in every tribe, tongue, and nation of the world. We cannot just focus on localized ministries and not consider from a leadership perspective greater macro strategies for reaching the 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. You may know that there's an estimated 37,000 Muslims who die without the gospel every day. There has been a rapid growth of the Muslim population from 230 million Muslims to 1.6 billion Muslims in the last 100 years. The challenge of Islam for the church has never been so intense. And the old missionary model of training and sending Americans and Europeans alone is not necessarily what I believe is sufficient to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. Some of the largest Western missionary sending agencies to the Muslim world are commissioning hundreds per year. And though I absolutely commend their work and we work with them and I want to affirm uh, their zeal, I also want to affirm a different model for mobilizing, training a global missions force to effectively evangelize the Muslims. We need to look at and take seriously what is happening in global Christianity, especially global Christianity South, and that's where the big leaders are. There have been many texts and articles and books written on how there has been a shift in the epicenter of global Christianity from the North to the South. Asia has grown, especially China, from 1 million Christians to 100 million Christians in just 50 years. Africa has gone from a few million Christians to 370 million Christians in 100 years. And Brazil is the third and fourth largest evangelical church in the whole world. In China, I visited and trained at underground churches, and there was a uh, two of the schools of the largest house, uh, house church movements in that nation with an estimated 30 million people within just those two house church movements. I saw young people there who were filled with a passion and a zeal for the nations. And they were planning on, uh, with, with a vision, to send 100,000 missionaries to the Muslims. I just met with a brother from uh, Nigeria who's over uh, networks of, of uh, millions and millions of evangelical believers there. I preached at a church that seated one million uh, in their congregation. And that church in Nigeria had, is now the, the building is now the children's church. They built a new church which seats four million within that church in Nigeria. Uh, these Nigerians are wanting and have a vision to send 50,000 Nigerians to the Muslim world. In places like Brazil, i Square Ministries has strong partnerships with a, a ministry that can gather 2 million believers into just one event. 
and uh, we've trained uh, hundreds and, uh, and hundreds and hundreds of Brazilians that have gone into the Muslim world already. And it's out of these gatherings that we preach and want to mobilize missionaries out of the southern churches to the Muslim world. What I'm suggesting here is this, is that there needs to be a strategy in place to not only send those who sign up from the western, northern groups and missions agencies, but rather to mobilize and primarily, primarily target the workers from the global catalytic Christian movements in the southern hemisphere. This is where I believe the strategy for finishing the Great Commission now lies. There are 150,000 American missionaries, and to, the point is not to stop American missionaries from doing missions in the world. Every Christian on the planet who the Holy Spirit has spoken to and who the Holy Spirit is leading needs to be involved uh, in the Great Commission. In fact, every Christian needs to be involved in the Great Commission. It means, though, that we need to acknowledge that we are a part of a growing global leadership and movement to reach the Muslims, that those in Asia and Africa and South America, in America and Europe, all of us need to unite to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. And we must train and resource the global church because it is from these countries in the South, these big leaders, anointed servants of the Lord who have strong discipleship that are bringing the life of Christ out and the Holy Spirit is moving in their midst that now we need to focus our, 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 the attention of the global church on. Ultimately, God's strategy is uniting the global church to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. We need to start targeting global Christianity. We have to do it with the best resources that the church has, not just denominationally, but transdenominationally and globally. The South has the passion and the people and the zeal who are willing to be mobilized. And people from the Christian North and the West have many resources to empower them to finish that mission. And again, everybody has to be involved to fulfill the Great Commission, but we must unite the global church. It's not about ethnicity, it's not about nation states, it's about anointing and the Holy Spirit's gift and vision for finishing that mission, and we have to follow him. I think that most of us would agree that it takes the global church to complete the global mission. But I found that there are uh, questions as to significance of extensive training of missionaries, especially in the area of apologetics, theology, cross-cultural studies, polemics, biblical studies, and so on. The reason we must uh, provide a solid biblical and apologetic training in addition to traditional missiology is resurgent Islam. The Islamic world has not only grown in population, there's an ever-increasing number of radical Muslims. Today, there are some 300 million radical Muslims globally. And as I've evangelized in some of the most radical mosques throughout the world, I found that nominal Muslims are indeed radicalized into orthodox Islamic practices through a two-pronged process of training and financing. A few of the best examples of this process can be found in the country of Pakistan. There, the Diabandi Muslims have created madrasas, Islamic schools, with uh, some 30,000 training schools, and uh, teaching Muslims how to be good Muslims. And the madrasas, or the Islamic schools, have taught children from students uh, from ages 9 all to the 11, 
uh, all the way up to 30, how to submit to the Sharia law, and they learn about all of this, schools of thought in those schools. They're taught about the differences between a pious Muslim and the kuffar and the unbelievers, and how to live out their faith throughout their life. And they're taught to challenge Christianity for most of us. It's out of these, this extensive orthodox training that the modern Taliban was born. I-squared ministry seeks to be a counter-movement to these radical movements that are resurging throughout the world. The Diabandi movements, the Saudi Wahhabi movements, the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood, the Al-Azhar educational initiatives. They're also providing extensive training and radicalizing the global church to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. Islam began as an anti-Christian polemic and attacks the very foundations of the basic tenets of our faith. But historically and academically, Islam tries to rescue and reset the Biblicist tradition into an Arabic, Islamicized, ahistorical storyline, which is as mythical as the Da Vinci Code or Mormonism. One challenge is that Muslims have made Islam look incredibly rational, and they're appealing to others in dawah, rhetoric in the West, and so on. But in reality, when you really consider Orthodox Islam and the authoritative texts and Islamic historical traditions, Islam can easily be deconstructed from within. But this takes articulate advocates. One of my mentors, Dr. J.P. Moreland, said that no movement can flourish unless you have articulate advocates that can debate and argue at the public level. And these advocates must exist everywhere Islam is flourishing in the world and in every language Islam is spreading. So we must translate the training for the global church into what we believe is 80 languages. I found that Muslims today are developing a greater intellectual counterpunch to the Christian faith. Over the last decades and through globalization, there's now access to all of the polemics against Christianity. You can simply download, the Muslims can download whatever you need as a Muslim. You have Ahmed Didat from South Africa and Shabir, Shabir Ali from Canada, Zakir Nayak from India, the Al Jazeera Network, the Muslim Student Association, the Muslim Brotherhood from Egypt, Al-Qaeda internationally, and the OIC. Are currently, they have top apologists and organizations, and they each need to be responded to, and not just in ideas, but also in the mass and the scope on a global scale. So we need leadership. We need to communicate to the church, both in the breadth and the scope in defending her against these apologists, the media ideas, and the bombardment they're getting through globalization technology, and we need to use that to further the gospel. And these are just a few examples. I could spend hours just discussing Muslim lobbyist groups, uh, how, how they are influencing media through politics and school systems how Muslim governments are funding university programs at Ivy League institutions, and how the largest population that's being evangelized and converting to Islam in the United States are those from the prison systems. So there are many levels uh, where institutions are facing assault, and each organization behind the Islamic agenda needs to be addressed on their own terms. So we find that though there is not a mass unified movement of Islamization, 
there are many multi-channeled approaches that Muslims are using to expand their influence to which the church must understand and must respond. This is not primarily the task of the government's responsibility as it's not criminal for people to practice their religion around the world, but it is the church's responsibility to respond and contend for souls in the marketplace of ideas. The Trojan horse of Islam is being opened up in different sectors of our societies. In the west and the east, the north and the south, we need to be aware and activists as the church. We need a body of believers who know what these trends are to not only respond to them, but to create an environment where the gospel is penetrating into those areas. We are in competition with Islam for people's souls. And we also want to redeem the culture in various ways so that it's the, the kingdom of God is affecting people's lives and transformation happens. We also uh, have to create training, which is sufficient to reach Muslim scholars all the way up uh, from the intellectuals all the way down to the oral learners on the riverbed. And the Christians have to be able to be able to answer these questions, but also be able to share the stories of the gospel here. But evangelicals are hard pressed to find sufficient training to meet these challenges. If we were to pie out God's heart and look at God's heart and ask who are the, the least reach and who are the people in the world that exist today that God is sending us to? The answer is very clearly Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists, because they're the largest. But what you find is that faithful church leaders are not taught in seminaries and Bible schools around the world and nor in their churches how to reach Muslims, Hindus, or Buddhists. What they learn is how to reach uh, skeptics and atheists. And this is important and good but only 1% of the world population believes in that. Only 1% of the population is, is atheist or is skeptical in that sense. The remaining 99% are following Allah or Shiva Nataraja or, Vi, or Vishnu or Buddha or someone or some other deity. Whoever controls the thinking of the church controls the church itself. If pastors and leaders are not taught about the least reached people in the world, they won't have a heart for them and neither will their congregations have the motivations to get involved and go to them. Sadly, in Europe, we've seen the decline of Christianity. And this has partly been the case because of the European church has been not addressed competing worldviews, including Islam. Churches are being turned into mosques all over Europe. And we, because of the complacency of Christians with some 6,000 mosques being built in Europe and 2,000 in the United States. So in my academic opinion and ministry experience, I think that what the Western church is in is a cultural matrix funk. We do not see the world the way God sees it, but around the world in the Southern church, the church is resurging and is getting involved in the Great Commission. How can we and others become, uh, avoid becoming the sepulchers of a former Christian civilization? More importantly, how do we understand what it means to make the Great Commission amongst the least reached people the church's central mission here on earth and globally? Historically, the church was a center for thought and society. And we must re uh, recapture this rich tradition of training within the church. However, the church 
no longer takes up that responsibility, and so the task has been shifted to Christian seminaries and Bible schools and universities. Shouldn't be this way. It should remain within the church. Churches globally must become a center for missionary and evangelistic training. Every one of us must be trained. Most, most who are called to Muslims throughout the nations cannot afford seminary education. And the fact is that very few Christians locally or abroad feel equipped to effectively evangelize their Muslim friends. The whole church seems struck with fear, inadequacy, ignorance, or simply indifference. The biggest problem in the world is not radical Islam, it's nominal Christianity. The best way to help the the people, or Christians, become radicalized, or true Christians, is for individuals to become good kingdom disciples by providing relationships with mature disciples and then training provided in the context of the church to complete the Great Commission. And this is Jesus' method. I-Square Ministries' approach is to target and mobilize and train catalytic Christian movements. So like the Diabandi Muslims who created the 30,000 madrasas to train their people, we want to partner in every single nation of the world with the national leaders of that nation to facilitate for training and turning their churches in those nations into training structures. At I-Squared Ministries, we take our network, which involves the very best of global Christianity in terms of the professors, including a diverse range of approaches. Over the last eight years, we've flown in more than 35 professors. We spent put a time putting them on video and creating curriculum to provide the very best curriculum that's available from every Christian university in the world, all over the world, so you can provide them in your local church. Dr. Sassan Tabasoli, Jay Smith debates radical Muslims, Dr. Mark Dury, Dr. Gerd Puin, Roland Mueller, Germans, Iranians, uh, uh, Iraqis, all over the world, Indians, we've flown them in so we can provide the best training for you. We have trainings, uh, we have trainers who are from Asia, Africa, South America, so it represents global Christianity and not just one sector of Christianity from anywhere in the world but that all of us are participating to bring together the best training we can have available. I-Squared Ministries is in the process of creating a core curriculum which involves the theological and the evangelistic trainings. We've developed some of the best courses in Islamic studies, Christian theology, church planning in a Muslim context, and many others. And we call this Mission Muslim World University. And you can have it in your own church. We can provide it for you in your own church, and we're looking to put that into your national languages so we can train up the entire nation to be effective with Muslims. Muslims are as different as there are people in this world. And the intellectual challenge is different depending upon where you are. And there are power encounters and spiritual demonic issues you have to address as well. So it is not just an intellectual game. It is primarily spiritual, but there are intellectual skills that are needed and there are things that need to be understood relational and spiritual principles that need to be understood to defeat this enemy the devil working through the muslim world so again the training needs to be sufficient our training model is not what people would normally think is typical at all Uh, it's something that god told me to do Uh, it isn't something that i just thought of myself i believe we need to approach the training not so much as telling missionaries this is how you do it 
but rather we need to provide the tools to the missionary, and the evangelist becomes the tool that God uses. We, in essence, train people, and we overtrain them and teach them basically not how to use it. They have many tools, and they pull different tools from their toolbox, but they won't use all of it all the time. It will create a new kind of Christian. It'll create a person who's more informed than we have been ourselves as leaders. Missionaries who have better access to the information and better access to discipleship relationships that can employ as is needed in their ministry context. So you have an intellectual Muslim here like Shabir Ali or some of his disciples, Akhmedi Dat and so on. And he can be addressed because Dr. William Lane Craig or uh, Jay Smith or others, Sasan Tavasoli, uh, John Gilchrist have taught us to face that Muslim challenge. Or we can deal with folk Muslims in power encounters because Dr. William Wagner uh, in his class, How Islam Plans to Change the World, Nigerian uh, Moses Jibenia's Spiritual Warfare in Islam, or Dr. Mark Dury from Australia on deliverance ministry in a Muslim context, or Tony Weeder from Liberia, Africa, taught us about folk Muslims. And we can understand about church planning in a Muslim context, because Dr. Jeff Morton or Roland Mueller has taught us about church planning in a Muslim context, or shame, uh, guilt, and fear in Islam. Uh, so there's many other uh, issues that we could uh, talk about, but... We, uh, as the issues change, we continue to teach and address new classes that are able to bring that training and translate those videos into the top Christian and Muslim languages in the world. The end result of this is what would amount to a $200,000 education, which is more diverse than any education or university or seminary in the world, pulling from the very best professors in the world, and we desire that this training is to be the best expression of the global church and communicate to, that to the global masses. And provide, this again provides a counter movement to the Muslim Brotherhood, the Diabonis, or the radical Muslims, but also the, the nominal or even folk Muslims that are out there. But now we're employing technology, we can do even more than what they did and make it affordable so every single Christian has access to this material. Nobody goes into debt and everybody has access to it. We want to make the training accessible to every church, to every Christian in the planet, so each Christian can train to finish the Great Commission amongst Muslims. Please contact us so we can partner with you, and you can receive the training in your church. Now, my main role is to lead leaders in this area, and the, around the world, the, we desperately, the global church needs leadership. The point of spiritual leadership is to get people on God's agenda for their lives. Not my agenda, but God's agenda for their lives. And uh, for uh, leaders around the world, for us to get them on God's agenda, to reach the Muslims, the Hindus, the Buddhists, and of course the atheists. We need to reach everyone. And one of the main things a leader does is to help define reality. Help define reality for people and for our disciples that are in our networks and our churches. Help them see the way better. The way the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and led me is to focus training towards the largest Christian groups. And these Christians, as we focus the training on the Christian groups, will evangelize the Muslims globally. The answer to global Islam is the global church. Every church is a training structure, 
and what is it that a church makes or does? Well, the answer is they make disciples. And these disciples need to be sufficient to finish the Great Commission as it exists amongst Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists. Therefore, training is needed because 99% of the world believes in a world religion. People are more effective when they understand or are skilled at what they're doing. You can't make a disciple unless you are a disciple. And if you have never actually uh, made one, then it's possible that you're not a disciple in doing what Jesus asked us to do. The biggest problem in the world, again, is not radical Islam. It is nominal Christians. And we define nominal Christians as those who presently are not involved in the Great Commission. And if we end up sitting in the church for a long time and you find yourself not doing anything or serving your pastors, serving your shepherds, uh, or being involved in making disciples, then you are nominal and you're part of the problem. We need to radicalize and we need to get involved with what God is doing in the world. Our role is to radicalize the nominal believer, mobilize the radical Christian, and strengthen and support the faithful who are sent. God has emphasized that we'll be training throughout the nations and in amongst tribal areas, but all the uh, Asia, Africa, and South America, the U.S., and so on, needs to participate if we're going to fulfill the mission. God has spoken to us that pastors and shepherds need to mobilize uh, in or, their people to train their young and old to evangelize the Muslims. God has spoken that the worship movement in the nations needs to be transformed into the missions movement of the nations. And once the disciples are in the nations, it will turn back into the worship movement. Otherwise, it's just music. It's just songs. He has said to the worship leaders that the Christians will be mobilized into Muslim ministry, and it's the job of the worship leaders to mobilize the hearts of the people so they can, they can begin targeting the Muslim world. So if you're a worship leader, mobilize the people as you're leading them towards the throne. By not going directly to the Muslim world, but directly to the church, we'll equip the church to finish the Great Commission, and it'll be fulfilled as the church and each of us are trained to address this issue and be a witness to Muslims. The next approach is resourcing the missionaries who are being trained. If you have 1.6 billion Muslims, then you need 1 billion Christians to certainly go out and to reach them. How many people is it going to take to reach them? I ask you as leaders, how much money is it going to take to resource the missionaries to actually fulfill that mission? Muslims are fully funded with uh, some 70 to 80 billion dollars over the next 30 years uh, from Saudi Arabia to evangelize the West. There are 57 Muslim nation states that support the global Islamic movement. What the Southern Baptists spend in one year on missions, Saudi Arabia spends in just three days. There's not one single Christian nation to support the global church in the Great Commission. So we're left to transnational cooperation that every single one of us will participate in the Great Commission and that each church everywhere will get involved. We need education, we need the funding and the institutions to compete with global Islam. In addition to try and partner with churches, we need to train the missionaries to support them on the field. Maybe for every uh, 10 or 12 people in your church, you can train one to actually go. I believe there's much more that we can do. And I do believe that the purse strings of the evangelical church are stewarded through the church in the west and the east, in the north and the south. We have a responsibility to make sure a sufficient 
funding is there in order to support the global church to finish the mission with Islam. Again, maybe for every 12, they can be responsible for the financial and prayer and intercession and relational emotional needs for those missionaries that are being sent into Asia and Africa in targeting the Muslim world. I believe the reason why the economies are growing in the South is so that we can finish the Great Commission. The funds that the United States has is to finish the Great Commission. All the resources the church has is not just to tithe, but it's to take all the monies from what is in our savings accounts or what are in our buildings or whatever, uh, whatever it is that we have that we can take and resource the mission of God on the earth. That's what the monies are for. In conclusion, there's been a great vacuum in equipping the global church to address some of the most difficult ideological and spiritual battles she's faced. However, I see that through such spirit-led strategies mentioned, like these, the vacuum potentially could be filled as we consider the strategies for the future. In the terms of the work of, uh, of my ministry, these are all efforts to unite and empower the global church in Muslim evangelization. From raising up scholars to whom the church can turn, to equipping the masses through highly accessible training tools. And the bottom line is that God can use the Western and Southern church as partners. As training and resources are shared, as we work together, become friends, and unite together in ministry, common ministry uh, work together, we will move hand in hand towards the common vision of completing the Great Commission amongst Muslims. Thank you very much.